There is absolutely nothing special about today, except for that it is the day you are listening to this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement, one that is time-stamped for April 21st, 2021. That includes information from the recent past. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, for another quick look at events told in audio snippets, stitched together with a little bit of context. On today's show, Charlottesville City Council gets an update on the current year's financial shortfall. Albemarle's Places 29 Community Advisory Committee gets updates on the Boys and Girls Club, Charlotte Humphreys Park, and Stonefield. And in today's Substack-fueled shout-out, would you like to use your tech, data, design, or research skills in the name of community service? Code for Charlottesville may be the place for you. Tonight, April 21st, Code for Charlottesville is holding an orientation session where you can learn more about their streetlight mapping project, criminal record expungement data analysis, or their pro bono tech consulting for local nonprofits. Learn more on the Code for Charlottesville website. Even though the City Council meeting from April 29, 2021 was the shortest in recent memory, we're going to cover it in two different newsletters. We'll begin today with coverage of their work session that began in the afternoon. Last week, Charlottesville City Council adopted a $192.2 million budget for the fiscal year that begins on July 1st. On Monday, the five councillors got an update on efforts to plug the revenue shortfall expected in the current fiscal year due to declines in meals and lodging taxes, among other reasons. Ryan Davidson is a senior budget management analyst with the city of Charlottesville. We're now projecting um, revenues will come in at approximately $8.3 million, lower than what our uh, adopted budget amounts are. That estimate is based on meals tax revenues that are $3.7 million less than anticipated and lodging taxes that are $2.73 million less. This is the last quarterly report of the fiscal year, which now means that staff will have to identify ways to make up the shortfall. We've talked about the COVID reserve of approximately $6.7 million. And and on top of that, there was also CARES funding um, from the first round of CARES, first round of federal funding that came through that was previously utilized for some FY21 operating expenses. Um, we have some revenue decreases that will, should have some corresponding expenditure decreases. The budget will be further reconciled as actual revenues come in, as well as the city's first receipt of proceeds from the American Rescue Plan. Davidson said he would share more about that with council and the public as more information becomes available. Council also got a preview of the United Way of Greater Charlottesville's Envision campaign. Ravi Respeto is the organization's president. It's really about looking to the future um, of what Charlottesville can be um, while we work together to look at reducing poverty in our community, working as nonprofit partners and peers toward a common goal. The plan has two strategic goals. One called Financial Stability seeks to help 1,800 families out of poverty by 2026 by getting them to a household income of $45,000 or more. $45,000 is considered the threshold for survival in Charlottesville. The second is a school readiness goal to increase the number of kindergartners who pass literacy benchmarks. We've been doing school readiness um, in our community for many, many years, but financial stability is becoming really our key focus and sort of bedrock of all the work we're doing. Respeto also detailed the United Way's increasing move towards providing direct services in collaboration with governments and other nonprofits. 
She said, the Community Emergency Relief Fund helpline receives between 250 and 300 calls a day. And we suspect, you know, the need isn't going to go away uh, anytime soon. Charlottesville Mayor Nakaya Walker noted that one resource known as the Pathway Fund is running out of money. She wanted the city to find a way to provide additional revenue out of a sense of urgency. One thing can set a family back, um, and it could be, you know, someone think is as simple as a car repair, but it has um, that kind of domino effect. It absolutely does. Um, families who have already living under constant poverty, um, it's just hard for them to get to get out of it. Later in the meeting, council discussed replenishing the Pathway Fund. We'll have more from that discussion and more from City Council in the next newsletter. At the same time that Charlottesville City Council's work session was wrapping up, the Places 29 Hydraulic Community Advisory Committee was getting underway. They learned that the Boys and Girls Club of Central Virginia is going to break ground in June on their new facility at the Albemarle County's Lambs Lane campus. James Pierce is the CEO of the Boys and Girls Club of Central Virginia. Very excited about all the county support that we have received to this point. Uh, That means that we have a target date for completion and opening with the school year of 2022. The facility is expected to provide after-school education and activities for around 300 people a day who are between the ages of 13 and 16. A special use permit request will be made to turn the facility into a community center that can be used by more than just the club. The CAC also got an update on an effort to refurbish Charlotte Humphreys Park, one of the largest parks in Albemarle's growth area. Kimberly Swanson is a member of the Places 29 Hydraulic CAC. So the park itself is 23 acres uh, with about one and a half miles of paved trails. Uh, There's a forested portion um, towards the back is a a meadowed, uh, more open area, and then there's also a wetland area. Benches and a natural play area are two of the amenities that have been added to the park. The CAC also got an update from the manager of Stonefield, Samantha Strong. The commercial area's main tenant is just about to reopen after over a year of being shut down for the pandemic. We do have a date for the movie theater. So it is May 14th, so we are less than a month away. So we are working diligently with them on getting everything ready. Strong said Splendoras will reopen in Stonefield, and they're currently working on inspections, moving from the downtown mall. The space formerly used by Pier 1 will be divided into three spaces, one of which will become a Torchy's Tacos franchise. They're out of Texas, and this is their first location on the East Coast area. Stonefield was rezoned by the Board of Supervisors in 2003, but ground was not broken on the development until May of 2011 for many reasons, including the last recession. The developer had rezoned the land for a 65-acre development that was originally promoted to have more of an urban form with multiple-story buildings. When the first phase was constructed, however, a developer that had purchased the property from the original developer built single-story retail establishments first. A third development firm, O'Connor Capital Partners, purchased the property in late 2016 and has since returned to somewhat more of the original vision. 
Construction of new multifamily apartments has also led to more pedestrian interconnectivity to nearby streets. Supervisor Diantha McKeel had this description, although the handrails aren't yet installed. If you think about where um, the uh, Thai restaurant is, down there's a staircase there that can now go, you can walk down into Stonefield, which is really pretty cool. Can't wait to go back to that Thai restaurant myself. And finally today, Albemarle County has agreed to participate in a partnership to build below-market units for people at risk for being homeless at the site of the Red Carpet Inn, not that far away from Stonefield. Albemarle's Office of Housing will commit 80 of its federal housing vouchers to Virginia Supportive Housing. They are one of three nonprofits working to redevelop the site in a project now known as Premier Circle. Virginia Supportive Housing worked with the city of Charlottesville on the 60-unit crossings at 4th and Preston, which opened in March of 2012. Virginia Supportive Housing has submitted an application for low-income housing tax credits, or LIHTC, for their portion of the Premier Circle project, which also includes 60 units being pursued by Piedmont Housing. Last month, the Charlottesville Area Community Foundation awarded a $4.25 million grant to Piedmont Housing for the project. For all of the details on the project to date, I recommend an article from Allison Rabel in the Daily Progress from this past weekend. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. Thank you so much for listening and getting through to the end once again. This is where I tell you that if you have wanted to make that leap towards becoming a subscriber on Substack to help support this, now is the time to consider doing that. The company Ting will match your subscription, whether it be a $5 a month subscription, a $50 a year subscription, or the $200 a year founder subscription. That last one's a little bit of a bonus, which gets you a few perks, which you can ask me about too. But either way, at whatever phase you decide to do that, Ting will match it, which allows me a little bit more financial comfort, which allows me to continue doing this. We'll have another installment later this week. Thanks for listening. And this is Charlottesville Community Engagement. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. Stay safe out there and stay safe.